You're listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast with me, your host, Sandra Garlic. A podcast where I chat to women in business who share their knowledge and their business journey, including their top tips, especially for you. But not only that, you'll hear their inspirational stories too, the real authentic version, because life and business is actually a roller coaster. I'm the founder of Woman Who, and I help you to power up your personal brand and get visible. I teach you the simple steps to get where you want to be. I help you to find your story and create the opportunities for you to share it confidently on stage, in print, and in other media. I'm delighted to bring this podcast to you each week to inspire and motivate you so that you can achieve in the future. I'll be sharing my knowledge, insights and stories too. Enjoy this week's podcast. Woman Who Chat is sponsored by Grow Radio. Grow Radio is an online radio station dedicated to bringing you a different podcast on the hour, every hour. I'm proud that Woman Who Chat is played on Grow Radio every Tuesday at 3pm and Friday at 8am and to be part of their podcasting community. If you want to listen to the station, explore their shows, get your podcast onto Grow Radio and check out many of the blogs to improve your podcasting skills. So head over to growradio.uk today. welcome to Woman Who Chat. And today I'm chatting with Shelley Wilson, who is an international best-selling author, writer, mentor, and so much more. And before we get chatting about how to write your book, why you should write your book, etc., I'm going to just ask Shelley to introduce herself and give us a bit of background. How on earth did you get into writing, Shelley? Oh, blimey. Okay, so you have to wind all the way back to me being an (laughs) eight-year-old. I just loved reading. I absolutely adored it. And I think we all did back then didn't we we didn't have social media and all that so uh, reading was my happy place and I guess even back then I knew I want to write absolutely that's all I wanted to do I had a little typewriter do you remember those with the ribbons and all of that (laughs) I'd carbon copy paper to like you know do my manuscripts and I guess I played at it because I didn't know anything way back then but I was in my 40s before I kind of thought right you know I'm going to take myself seriously and I started submitting short stories, letters. I won a few star letters. I got a few bits and pieces, won a few prizes just from my letters. But it was when I was working as a holistic therapist that a lot of my clients were like, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. And I wanted to show them that they could if they put their mind to it. But I was oh, hang on a minute. You're telling them that they can conquer the world, but you're not writing. You're not doing what you want and you've said you're going to do. And that's when I started blogging. And so I set this challenge I'm going to blog every single week for 52 weeks, a different challenge a week. And it was a journalist friend who said at the end, you do know you've written a book, Shelley. And I was like, no, that's the goal. But he says, you work in mind, body, spirit. You have literally 12 chapters, 12 months. And thanks to him, it was kind of like that light bulb. It's like, oh, my goodness, I've written a book. So I changed the blog into a book. And that was what became my best-selling book, my first nonfiction. 
2014, I think that one came out. And yeah, as they say, the floodgates have opened. <laughs> I loved reading that book because it was just literally your muses, your ramblings, the challenges you set yourself each yeah. month. And it was just really, you could really relate to it. And I've reread it as well. And it's a really great light read. As well, your your personality really comes out in that book. Um, So what led you on to then decide to go into werewolves? Because you've published, (laughs) you you write adult fiction, sorry, young adult fiction. Yes, yeah. And it's it's all the the ghouls and ghosts. (laughs) And whatever, which totally isn't my thing, I'd just like to add. because No, like- I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. I get a few funny looks, I must say, when I'm at networking events. <laughs> I think I love all of that stuff. I have always loved the fantasy, supernatural, horror side of stuff. Stephen King, James Herbert, absolutely was devouring all of their books when I was like 13. And I think what happened was, I kind of, a lot of people relate to this. You get married, you have your children, and reading is the last thing you can do because you've got so much more to do. And when I got divorced, my kids were two, three and five. And all of a sudden, you know, that was it. They were my entire world. And so reading just didn't come into it until they were in bed. And suddenly I was sat there on my own going, oh, I've got this time and space. And wandered into Waterstones. What on earth am I going? I can't remember who I like. I can't remember what genre I enjoy. And I stumbled into the young adults section. And of course, I love the covers. I love the artwork. I love all that kind of stuff. And I picked up, it was a book called Shiver by Maggie Stifater, which is a werewolf book. And I was absolutely hooked. Just the writing, the coming of age. The, it took me back to being a 16-year-old, awkward, clumsy kid, you know, finding my way through life again. And I, could, I at that time, I was stumbling through life again. So it kind of felt right. And there's nothing to do with young adult because young adults want to know what's going on they you know there's no nothing you can hold back on you can just talk about anything and and I love and of course I've got three young adults myself so (laughs) it helps to have a captive audience (laughs) and do they read your books do you know my daughter makes me laugh because I have they've kind of inputted a few bits and pieces and characters and twists and that but my daughter always says to me oh mum I'll wait until it comes out on Netflix (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it So you've published now 19 books. That's an amazing achievement. But you're signed on a contract to a publisher. You've got a professional contract. But what I want to talk about today, and we'll come on to that a little bit later. So there's people going to be listening to this saying, oh, I've always wanted to write a book. And they say there's a book in everybody. So, you know, what, what, how do they step from, I'd want to do that to actually getting it done and getting out of their head onto I was going to say paper, but it's now. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, I still use those words when I'm doing my marketing, to be fair. I am a paper girl. That question is the one that is probably what launched my writing mentor business because I got asked it so many times at networking events. I'd kind of rock them and say, yeah, I'm an author. I've done this. And everyone, how? I've got this idea. How do I get that out? And I mean, I... I kind of, I was winging it for many years before I really got and understood how to do plotting, how to do outlining, character developments, just understanding the groundwork, if you like, before you sit down and write. And it was that, once I clicked that, that was what got me to just those floodgates, you know, and just kept being able to write. Because without that groundwork, without knowing who you're writing for, why you're writing it, if it's a book or a blog post, because sometimes, you know, 
it, it could be just a blog series rather than having to go through the process of writing and publishing a book. I think once you understand all those sort of underlying bits, then it's a lot easier to write. I know now what I'm going to do. It's very similar. Like I know you talk about it a lot with the woman who, you know, you, who's your business for? Who's your target audience? It's exactly the same when you're writing a book, exactly the same. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's coming up with the right idea, isn't it? Because it's OK writing for yourself, but if there's no audience there to read it, absolutely. it's just a passion project, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's fine. If that's what you want to do, that's absolutely fine, because sometimes it's just the self-satisfaction of holding your own book in your hand. But if you want to help your business raise, you know, that visibility, if you do want to make a bit of money, because it is possible, then, yeah, you, you kind of have to have that audience waiting for your book at the end. Yeah. And I think writing a book is a great business card. It's a great thing to when you see somebody speak on stage. And I obviously, you know, I do a lot about women speaking on stage. And but through the years, through the decades, even when I've seen a speaker, if that speaker has got a book, it just raises their credibility. You know, you almost know, well, they must really know their stuff. They've written a book. Yeah, and that's been how it's been for so long, especially like with sort of the big five publishers. That was what the big authors were doing. You know, they were getting book signings and they were doing these talks and TEDx talks where they've got, the you know, the back of the room, they're in conferences and they're selling their books. And you're absolutely right. It's kind of, it just raises the bar. But that isn't just for the big five publishers anymore. That's for anyone who's published a book. And you're right, you know, you can be standing there and if you know that they've written this book and they're talking about, part of that journey or even just one of the chapters out of their book you it hooks you in so much more and then obviously if you get the chance to go and meet that person and get the book signed and it's just a whole amazing opportunity and feeling from both you know the reader and the author yeah and as you know I've done the compilation books where I've shared women in business stories and I'm just about to work on another one but I've never written my own book and it's, yes. it's there, yes. it's in my <laughs> and it is coming out, Shelley, and I feel accountability coming on here. So what about, I mean, obviously not everybody gets signed by a publisher. So what are the alternatives into publishing your book? So I started by self-publishing all those years ago. So that book I was talking about earlier, my first nonfiction, I self-published. And at that time, back in 2014, I didn't really think about submitting it to a publisher actually it was just oh I can do this myself how exciting I'm just going to go and find out how how that works and I've always been a bit of a curious person so it was like oh right okay what challenge can I set myself now I'll work it out I obviously outsource I'm not a graphic designer so I don't know how to put a book cover together so I outsource that I am definitely not a professional editor and proofreader so I certainly found somebody who could help me put it into logical language and I did actually have somebody help me just with the formatting because, again, I'm not technical. So you, even though you're doing it yourself, there's a little bit of a team going on, which is quite nice. And then once you've got everything together, it's just a process of uploading it to a platform like Amazon or Ingram Spark, which are the self-publishing platforms, and just setting. You, you have to do a little bit of background. So you have to know what categories you're going to put yourself in. You have to know what, what you're going to pro, um, price the book at. And so there's a few little bits and pieces, but it is so, so easy to work your way through it and get it out into the world. And I think I self-published nine books before I got signed by my publisher. But yeah, I mean, I'd go back to self-publishing as well. I just think you've got total control when you're doing it yourself.
I absolutely love networking and I'm hosting a Woman Who Live and Lunch in Birmingham on Friday, the 22nd of September. You'll hear inspiring speakers, make great new connections, and we'll also announce the finalists of the Woman Who Achieves Solopreneur Awards 2023. To book, simply visit womanwho.co.uk. Now back to the podcast. And I, you know, I have read that some fairly famous authors whose books have been turned into films yes. couldn't get a publishing contract and self-published in the early days. Yeah. So, you know, great things can happen from self-publishing, can't Huge. it? Huge, yeah, absolutely. And I know that there's a lot of like the big stream authors now, they start calling themselves hybrid authors, which means that they have got a contract, but they're also putting stuff out themselves, either in their own name or a pseudonym or whatever. But yeah, it's just such an easily easy thing to do for yourself that you've got to be professional always you know you are the brand and the business so if you're putting out a non-fiction business book you have to go through the right things you can't just whack out a word document for example (laughs) there's a bit more to it than that um but yeah it's an easy process yeah and you now mentor writers I mean I've been on one of your mentoring programs so I know how good it is but you actually mentor group mentoring and individual I assume take people through those stages so that they've actually got some accountability they know they're going in the right direction how far do you take that do you take that as far as publication or do you leave them to their own devices for publication it's really the way I work so you know self-doubt is a massive thing isn't it so I know when I was starting my business doing the mentoring I remember saying you know who do you want to work with me and a lot of people going you've published 19 books I think that's a bit of a oh right okay but for me it was like well I can't do the editing I can't do the graphic design I can't do the publishing and that kind of sat in my head for a long time but then I started to talk to people I started to work with people who who were like, no, that's way off in the future. What I need now is a bum kick. I need you to tell me every month that I've got to write two chapters or I've got to research this or I've got to rock up and do this part of the work and the outlining. And that was when it kind of clicked into place to me that my niche is getting people going. So I will take them as as far as they need me to. If If they want me to be with them through the publishing process, then that's 100% possible, but I would outsource those people that that can help them with the bits that I can't do and I think that everyone should play to their strengths I've always yeah. said that, you know yeah. and that there are certain people that can do things far better than me I don't oh, do yes. accounts I have an accountant you know yeah, you exactly yes. what, what you can't do and you get the experts in to do it yeah. so there might be people listening here so no I want to go for the publishing contract I want to get you know I want to write to publishers there's a certain pitch you have to put to publishers isn't there you have to pitch it in a certain way did you get picked up by a publisher or did you present to them so I was picked up so there's a couple of ways it can happen you can submit a lot of the larger publishing houses they won't accept unsolicited manuscripts which means you need to get an agent first Now, it can take you as long to get an agent as it can to get a publisher. So it could be that you're sitting on a manuscript and it's five years before it sees the light of day. And that's just the nature of it. You know, finding an agent can take a year. Then the agent's got to place you with a publisher, which can take a year or two years. Then it's two years to actually publish the book itself. So it can be a lengthy process, which I think is what the appeal is with self-publishing. Some of the smaller presses and the medium-sized press um, houses, they they will take you on again it's all a submission process so it's kind of like putting together a pack if you like 
you'd have a cover letter, you'd probably have the first three chapters and you'd need a hook, you'd need them. If you imagine a publisher's got a stack of 50 manuscripts on their desk, what makes you stand out? Why are they going to publish your book? So yeah, it's it's a gruelling process, I think, but it's absolutely worth it, definitely. And then there are those hybrid publishers that have popped up now that are, have set up publishing companies and just basically take people through the publishing process, don't they? Yeah, yeah. You, I think some of them you have to be a little bit wary of because I personally don't think it should cost you £15,000 to publish a book. They just shouldn't. So yeah, signing up for some of these companies where yes, we do everything for you and this is the price tag. I mean, it's very rare you're going to make your money back anyway because that's just the nature of it. But you can, you know, you can maybe recoup your costs and maybe a small profit margin, but not if you are have got one book and it's cost you 15 grand. Sourcing a book, you know, yes, you've got your publisher, sorry, your proofreader, your editor. So maybe that's six, seven hundred pounds. A graphic designer, again, four, five, six hundred pounds. You know, the, there are smaller amounts that you can get it to and still be able to make a little bit of money as well. But yeah, the hybrids, I think I always say, just be very wary. A lot of them can prey on the fact that they get to say, you get to say, I'm an author. But they might say we can do all your marketing. That's not necessarily the case because every, even the big five publishers now, your HarperCollins and things like that, they expect everything. So, yeah, it's worth just checking, double checking, fine print, all the usual things with that uh, with hybrids. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard a few nightmare tales with a couple of hybrids, fortunately, ones that I'm, I don't know that well that, you know, they've signed these contracts, they've paid over these large sums of money, promised all this marketing, and they don't even own the books. And they get sort of 70p per copy, you know, and it's, it takes a long time to make your money back. When I self-published the I Am A Woman Who books, I actually got them printed myself. I didn't even go down the Amazon route. uh, And I just got them printed at a local printer and covered my costs because I saw them as a business card. They were just yes. a slight, and I gift them as well, as well as selling them. But I gift some when people join my programs. It's nice to be able to give them, you know, a book or something like that. So I had a purpose for them and I had yes. an audience for them. And I think that's key, isn't it? Oh, massive. Yeah, absolutely. And you're totally right. I know uh, one of my clients that I work with, she had a nonfiction book and she was like, I wanted to start taking it out. But obviously, like yourself, she'd published, she'd done the printer, which is a brilliant way of doing it especially if you can work with an independent, because obviously it's a win-win for both of you. But she was like, you know, they, these are quite hefty books. And I was like, well, why don't you take the first two chapters out and make a little slimline business card, if you like. So she had the same book cover on. It was very glossy, but it's like a little dip your toe into my book. So, of course, the first two chapters, you're hooked, aren't you? You're like, well, I need the rest now, so I'm going to go out and buy that. So, yeah, there's so much you can do to promote yourself and sort of, boost the sales as well. I think the thing that shocked me about when you write your book and you put it out there was you obviously I register mine to say that they're registered because I think you have to register them and then you get all these requests through the post to send copies <laughs> to all the libraries all over the country and it's really bizarre because I do see my books popping up in libraries and yeah. people like <laughs> this it was in my local library and it really was and okay I was getting quite annoyed at one point I think I had 10 letters come in all asking for two copies please <laughs> And you have to send them off. But, you know, then you're thinking, well, you're reaching an audience that perhaps wouldn't be able to afford to buy and may still get the benefit from the book. And you never know, they might go into a shop and buy another one, you know. Absolutely, yeah. 
they get to know you then it is an amazing feeling that I remember being tagged in on or sent a picture by a reader over in Australia where she'd seen one of my non-fiction books in the top on the top shelf of her a library and she followed me on Facebook and it was like for me it was like oh my god I've made it to Australia this is just amazing it was just wonderful <laughs> It's, it's quite strange, quite bizarre. So what are, let's just run through some of the benefits of publishing your book. So we've talked about marketing and, and yeah. credibility. What other benefits might there be? I think, so if you think about, especially if it's a business book, I mean, obviously the benefits of writing werewolf books, are mostly, you know, for yourself, <laughs> self-satisfaction and being able to entertain and inspire and, and tell a story. But if it's a business book, then the benefits are just raising that profile and I know you're massive on on visibility that's probably the biggest benefit is that whole standing in front of a crowd being able to say that you're an author people knowing you without knowing you if that makes sense the amount of networks I go to oh my goodness you're Shelley Wilson oh I got your book and uh, that is just it's just a wonderful feeling but you can help so many people as well you know your clients you know what do they need help with you can reach more people you can make money. Yes, you can. You can get speaking engagements. I'm sure that you will look at anyone who wants to speak for a woman who you'll look at them, you'll vet them, you'll make sure they they sort of match your criteria. But if they've got a book, do you automatically go, oh, hang on a minute, that's a bit like an extra a sort of bar. So everyone else is thinking that. People are looking for, pe- for speakers, for workshop hosts, for collaborators. And having that book in your arsenal it's just a massive tick in the box. And I think, yeah, it's that a really strong benefit for your business and for you as well. And we are running out of time, but there is one thing I just want you to share with the audience before I ask you to share your top tip and piece of advice. Now, I've heard from a lot of people, and I do it myself, if I want to write something or create content, I'm much better when I go to somewhere different you know, out of my office, out on holiday, somewhere where I've cleared all my headspace and I've not got the distractions. Tell the audience where you go and what you do to create. That's a fabulous idea. And you know where it's coming, don't you? I jump in Snoopy. <laughs> I jump in my camper van. I grab my laptop and I will head off all over the place. So, yeah, I'll if I can go by water, even better. But I've written books in Edinburgh, in Whitby, in... Cornwall in Somerset and yeah I think getting out of the house and just that change of environment and filling your creative well makes a massive difference when you're trying to do anything like this. I wanted to share so Snoopy the camper van has become (laughs) synonymous with your creativity as soon as you go off and I you know I see on the social channels you're off on one of your events I think there's another book coming. Yeah. And sadly, we have run out of time. You shared some really interesting thoughts for our listeners. But I always ask my guests to leave us with a top tip or piece of advice. So what would yours be? I think what I'd say is if you've got that question in your head, how do I start? Grab yourself a massive piece of paper, coloured pens, post-it notes and all, and mind map your idea. Just brainstorm absolutely anything and everything you can about your book idea and then get in touch and I'll help you do the rest. (laughs) And on that note, we're going to put all your contact details in the show notes. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you, they can do. We'll put your website in there, your LinkedIn profile, and we'll we'll try and link one of your books for Amazon as well. But in the meantime, thank you so much, Shelley Wilson, international bestselling author and writer mentor. Thanks, Sandra. 
thank you for listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Join me next week for more inspiration, learning and top tips. In the meantime, visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your Woman Who journey or even feature on a future podcast. You can also join the Woman Who Achieves community on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. There, you'll get the opportunity to network, find support and make new connections with over a thousand women in business. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's podcast. And if there are any topics you would like to hear, just get in touch with me, your host, Sandra Garlick.